Darius Northern, what's it up to, bro? Nothing much, man. Just uh, walked here from the, from the house. Yeah. Uh, do you go to school here, or are you just working on your? I just graduated in June. Nice. With a business degree, I assume. I uh, no. I uh, switched my major a couple of times while I was here. Started out in horticulture, um, but I ended up eventually graduating with a degree in public health. I like public health and human sciences. Something like that. Yeah. I got a kinesiology degree. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. We, we might have been in some of the same classes, but anyway. So you've been spending most of your time working on people of color clothing. Pretty, as of recently, yes. Um, before, I kind of put people of color on the back burner to focus in on just graduating. Yeah. Um, there was a point to where, like, PLC kind of took off last year, and I contemplated dropping out, but then it was just like, I moved all the way out here from the East Coast to finish this degree, so. I put everything on the back burner just to focus on that, and um, it was just the summers when I just, committed to not having a plan B and just went all in on the brand. Nice. And now it's looking really good. I mean, when Arisa came on my show, she was, she was repping your brand and was, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that I've spoken to have, have spoke. Uh, so what's the, what's the kind of general momentum behind people of color? Like you have a, a bunch of logos or I mean, uh, thoughts and stuff on the yeah. back. Um, well, the idea originally started on the phone with my cousin. Um, <clears throat> I believe Andre Iguodala had just got fined for using the N word in an interview and um, my cousin just went on this long rant about like, you know, we can't do this, we can't say that, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then that, when he was done, I was like, bro, that was prolific. Like, I wish I would have recorded that and put that on the shirt. And then that became our catchphrase, put it on the shirt, put it on the shirt, put it on the <laughs> shirt. And um, I was working with the Air National Guard at the time in Portland. And you know, I had this perception of Portland being this super liberal, inclusive, just come as you are, be as you are type place. And because um, you moved from Tennessee, yeah, I moved from Straight Nashville, to, Tennessee, yeah, to Portland, and then moved down here to Corvallis. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I just I came here for school, so I came here. I moved here um, to Corvallis to attend Oregon State, but then I would work in Portland okay. during the summer times. So and so, it wasn't what you thought it'd be. What did it end up it, being more like? It wasn't. I mean, I didn't realize that Oregon was as white as it was. Yeah. Um, and that kind of threw me for a loop. And being in Portland for the first time over this summer break, working with the Air National Guard, um, I just became really uncomfortable with being in Portland. Um, didn't know very many people, so I went everywhere by myself. Mm. And going into these establishments, these restaurants, malls, or whatever stores, I would be the only person of color, only black person. And people ask me if I play basketball, if I play football, yada, yada, yada. And um, put it on shirt, just kept on like ringing in my head. And I remember I walked into a restaurant. Um, I believe it was a, a, a Mexican restaurant and this family was just staring at me. And in that moment, it was like, y'all, I wish I had something for y'all to stare at. Yeah. So then fast forward like a month later, I'm YouTube and I'm studying on how to make shirts. I buy the equipment before school starts. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start making shirts for myself and wearing them to school. So if people stare at me, they're gonna have something to look at. A screen printing or how do you, you start doing the shirts? It was um, vinyl cutting. Uh, I bought a vinyl cutter and a heat press. Nice. Um, I learned the, the whole process. And it just originally started just for yourself. Just, it was a me thing. It I was like a me it. thing. Um, and I had planned on sending my cousin like shirts too. Um, but it was just a, it was a us thing. So I'm at Oregon State, 
I remember I made my first shirt, I wore it to class. I think it was like Intro to Ethics. And um, I just remember like sitting in my seat, I was sweating, scared to take off my jacket because I didn't like, so I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm bitching out. Like, maybe this is this shirt thing isn't for me. Um, but I felt free when I went to the gym, like playing basketball in Dixon, like I felt free. So I would wear my shirts there. And people started to take notice and people, I remember one guy came up to me, he was like, yo, I want, I want, a, I want that shirt you have on. Nice. And I was like, uh, sure, I'll make you one. Yeah. And um, made him a hoodie before I knew it. Uh, my DMs were just blowing up with people trying to get shirts and it, that's how it kind of turned into a clothing brand. So it was. I like it. Um, <clears throat> and I really like, like a lot of the messages that you guys have on the back. I mean, yeah, the, the reason I put stuff on the back is because when I had the concept standing in line at this restaurant, when the family was staring at me, I was like, yo, if, if I'm, a lot of, a lot of people's sh like content is on the front, mm -hmm. right? So when you walk past somebody, typically when people see me, they put their hair down and they look away or yada, yada, yada. But it's like, if my back is turned to you, like you have no other option but to like, look at me. So I just envision myself sitting in the front row of all of my classes, which I did. Nice. Sitting in the front row of all my classes. So I'm like, if I'm sitting down and I'm in this big auditorium with 400, 200, 400 people, yeah. and I'm sitting in the front row right in front of the teacher. That's good marketing. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, everybody can get this message. Everybody can can get the premise of my brand. I like it. One thing, let's, let, could you pull the mic up a little bit closer? Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah, and, and so you really focus on things like immigration, mass incarceration. Yeah. And one that I really like that I've talked to, um, me and Jason Dorsett got really into it, uh, mm -hmm. the concept of white privilege. Yeah. Which I'd love to get into, what, what, what's the topic that you've been most on your mind lately? The topic's most on my mind. Um, Because mass incarceration is wild, especially in Portland, when you realize like the vast majority of uh, people pulled over mm -hmm. are people of color, even though it's only like three percent or like a very low percentage. Very of population. low percentage. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. It is. It is. I didn't. I don't know. There, there isn't a, a certain topic. I know when I create content, like that topic is just like that's the hot topic for however long it, it is. So yeah. I, I make it. I contact my photographer, my my photo, my photographer. Lorenzo. Um, Lorenzo's Couple. my videographer. Nice. Um, Yvette, it's a girl by the name of Yvette who's extremely, she's just awesome. Um, she's my, my lead photographer. And then nice. Paige Phillips is my creative director. And then Angel, Angel McNabb is my graphic designer. But That's a solid once team. I, yeah, once I create a concept, then it's like, I just immerse myself in that process. So if it's mass incarceration, I want to watch a documentary. I want to read some articles. I want to converse with some people about it. I want to incubate on it. Then I want to write some stuff. Then I want to send it to my, my friends to like look over it. Does this make sense? Then I want to incubate it on some more. Then I want to rewatch. So it's just like, I a, like it. it's a process of just like, if I'm going to, I don't want to just throw something out. You're going to make a statement. You're going to be able to back it up. Yes. So um, and I want people to be equipped. So if you buy it and you, you know, you see my Instagram caption, I want you to be able to, to see that, memorize it, and take that with you. Mm -hmm. That way when you are challenged on whatever shirt that it is, you do have some some material to kind of help guide the conversation. So yeah. um, everything that I do is pretty cerebral. Um, I like it. Mass incarceration is a big thing because the is. laws do affect people of all races, but yeah. the, the laws are put in place to shove down uh, civil groups because it's like, oh, what do they all have in common? Because you can't 
if thoughts aren't crimes, you know, you can't put yeah. people in jail for thinking. And I think, so, I think it's a system too. I think ah. the way that mass incarceration is set up, especially with the 13th amendment, um, and the way that they, they set up these low income communities of color, it's just like, we're going to, we're going to, um, not provide an economic base for you. Um, and because of that, you're living in poverty. So now it's just like crap in a bucket mentality. Yeah. Um, and with that, people are forced to make decisions. I watch a lot of crime shows and I watch a first 48 a lot. And it's the same, it's the same like story in almost every murder. It's like fatherless home, not a positive male role model. Cause a lot of times it's males killing males. And then it's, it's like low income area. I don't have money. I had to rob out. And it's just like, you know, you, you do all of that on top of your community being over-policed. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, the, the way the felony system is set up, you know, if you get a felony, you can't get financial You're aid. You're done? Yeah, then it, it just can't. pretty much forces you into a life of that. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it just a cycle repeats itself. What, are your, what, what point are you trying to break the cycle? What are your thoughts on how to maybe reform it or change it or... Like, what, what, what is your attack on it? I know Kanye went and even met with Trump, and he's like, you got to get rid of the 13th Amendment and the yeah. stop and frisk policy, and I don't remember quite where. But, like, he was trying to get some, you know, cut up a little, the army a little bit there. I'm curious mm -hmm. what your method is. Um, I think we have to reevaluate the word rehabilitation. I think if we're going to do that, um, if we're going to have that approach, I think just throwing people in cells, um, throwing people in these decrepit, you know, uh, sales for this ex absurd amount of time. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's not the answer. I feel like uh, mental health needs to be addressed. Um, economics needs to be addressed. You have a shirt, mental health. What what are your what are your thoughts on mental health? Because that's a big term. And I really like asking people that. Oh, mental health, man. Um, I think for me, growing up in the conservative South, being a black male raised by a single black mother, um, Mental health really isn't something that's talked about. I, like I grew up in a household with a mother who, she just got shit done. Nice. She worked four jobs, never complained. Well, she did complain, but it was, it was complained. But I got to go to my next job, you know. So it was just like my mother. I, my mother is the strongest woman I I, I know. Period. Strongest um, person, even. Yeah. So it's like, to me, mental health was just like tie your boots up tighter, keep going. And that doesn't really help though. It, it doesn't help, but that's just the, I guess that's the black mentality. Like when you're, mm. when you're operating in, in poverty um, and everybody around you is operating in poverty, I think it's, it's you have that mindset of like, we, nobody's gonna give me anything. I have to go get it. So I almost think that's like, the young person mentality. Um, I think it's this weird thing where people who are older than you don't really want you to succeed. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. like they see it as like threatening, like they don't want you to be more successful than they were at that age or mm -hmm. what it is. Money's this weird like coveted kind of thing. But I think transcending gender, race, all these things, people aren't getting help that much anymore. Yeah, that's true. But I like even with my mother, like she would, I would watch my mother cry <clears throat> and, um, I don't know, she would just get over it and keep going. And I think that's just, that's the black mentality, um, at least from the community that I come from. It's just like, we, we don't have time to take breaks. We don't have time to take a vacation. We don't have time to cry about it because we got bills to pay, we got mouths to feed and yada, yada, yada. So, so you're trying um, to break that down in terms of you should talk about it? I think now, um, as I've gotten older and I've dealt with people who have had their, their bouts with mental health, my perspective on it is different, which prompted me to create the shirt. Um, and destigmatizing and creating awareness for mental health and just kind of making it cool to 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 say, hey, I need help or hey, I yeah. need to talk or 
whatever, whatever. Um, and even being in Oregon, dealing with my own mental health, anxiety, depression type state, um, that really gave me some perspective on, you know, making sure that I have things in place, not even if it's not even with a professional, but having things in place to where it's like, I can call my homeboy and we can talk. Nice. Or I can go to Dixon and play yeah. basketball, or I can call this friend or this friend and have these type of conversations. So it's good to um, set those up. One thing that's nuts as someone in the public health uh, school kind of thing, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know, people really openly talk about like, yeah, bad knee pain or bad back pain or shoulder mm-hmm. pain. People, we openly talk about our physical pain. Yeah. But then you never, someone's like, hey, how are you doing? You're never like, you know what? I'm kind of depressed today or I'm stuck in a glue trap or, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little anxious about this. No yeah. one ever will open up to another person like that. Yeah. Not yes. ever, but you know, I mean, that's perpetuating even me saying that, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, vulnerability is 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 tough, um, and I think even from my perspective as a black man, I think like being vulnerable is something that I struggle with, and I know like I've been on, on another podcast, we talked about vulnerability from like a, like a, just a man standpoint, and just something we struggle with. But now I'm learning not to. Can I cuss? Yeah, go for it. I'm learning not to give a fuck anymore. Um, so if I'm if you ask me how my day is and I say decent, like that my day's decent. Yeah. I'm not a, I don't overly express. So it's like, if I'm having a great day and I say I'm having a great day, you know I'm having a great day. Nice. But if I'm, if it's just like, okay, it's just, it's okay. If I'm feeling a little shitty, then I'm feeling a little shitty. Like, you know, and it's just like, let me go through my process. And if I need you to be a part of that process, I'll give you a call or we'll meet up or whatever, whatever. So it's, for me, I've learned how to, be a little bit more open with my emotions and I've learned my process of when I identify when I am having some down days I know like my process of like all right this, these this state of emotion has to work its course yeah you're good at seeing the cycle now you've been through it a couple exactly, times exactly exactly I'm curious what is the what's the one that you deal with the most for me personally it's uncertainty of the future it's such a weird thing like you're trying to make plans or do you have a partner Mm-hmm. So you have a partner and you're like, just take a gamble on me. Like I swear this clothing company will work out or all these yeah. different things. And you make these big plans because you got to have some bravado if you're trying to make a company. Yeah. But then if something falls through, you're like, oh shit, you know? Oh uh, yeah, that, that definitely, um, that definitely happens. But I'm learning to catch myself in those moments. So like I tell myself, I tell myself that I'm, I'm I describe, my, I'm, I'm very, for the first time in my life, I'm very excited about the future. Like this is. For the first time in my life, I know exactly what I want to do, period. What do you want to do? I'm doing it. Yeah? POC. Yeah. I like it. And so you, are you going to uh, turn in the, because you say it's bigger than a clothing brand. So what do you, what do you want it to ideally be? Oh, man. Um, with, with my team, of course, I named my team earlier, but with graphic artists, I want to create like a children's book. Um, I want to give her her own project to give her just industry exposure. Um, and I just, my thing with my team is like, I want everybody to use this POC platform. So as a brand grows, I want your exposure to grow. I want you to get calls from Nike. I want you to get calls from, you know, respected people in your respective industry. Like, hey, I love your work, I wanna work with you. So um, I have a, a litany of, of projects for everybody on my team, whether it's like a, a lookbook magazine, uh, mini documentaries on my videographer, children's book, um, comic book with my graphic designer. Everybody has projects and I want everybody to kind of like flourish under the, the POC company. I like um, it. And just everybody just, you know, as we climb the ladder, like you have a hand down, you know, trying to pull somebody else up to, you know, take your spot. That's entirely what I'm trying to do. But you know, I got to ask, could I join your team? Like, like hypothetically, could, could someone who's not a person of color? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I have photographers, I have backup photographers who aren't people of color 
who just respect they, they respect what I do, they love what I do, and their allyship is in alignment with the people of color brand. And I think that's that's dope. I like it. It's it's strange that allyship is like this this universal term where it means I'm an ally to LGBTQIA mm-hmm. plus community and the um, all different culture community. It's like this weird over encompassing term. Um, where it's like, well, maybe like I really do believe in, in, in some parts of allyship and not the other, but like, I don't know, the term ally is a strange thing, you know? It, it, it kind of is. It's um, like, but I, I feel like when you know, you know, like mm-hmm. if, if I'm, if I'm messing with you, it depends on like the type of questions you ask, the way you approach me, the, if I, if we, if we're talking about mass murder, if we're talking about, um, an unarmed black man getting killed, or if we're talking about a white privilege, for instance, and you say some outlandish stuff or, what would outlander stuff look like? You, you play quote unquote devil's advocate. Um, uh, that, wait, did you look into me at all? No. Okay, because I do that. <laughs> but I do that purposefully to, to, yeah. to because I'm, um, I feel like people do this thing where they pair it. Like you're like, oh, what is, what is, um, what is white privilege? Like I think Chelsea Handler did the white privilege mm-hmm. thing. And it's like the people were being like, it means we're uh, disenfranchised economic, socioeconomically. And I'm like, I'm like, what's deeper than that though? Like I feel like you're just parroting terms that you've heard on Twitter or Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like what, what is the deep down of that? Because I think whatever the powers that be are want us to be pitted against each other at a literally like a smaller level. Whereas yeah. like, I, I totally think that I am advantaged in, in yeah. many ways, but I don't think it's, it's like a hundred, you know, I don't think it's the entire game. I mean, like even in this environment at Oregon State, like white privilege can be something simplistic, as simplistic as like you not having to think about your race. So like when I, like even walking from my house just now, like, I have to be consciously aware that I am a 6'4 black man. You know what I mean? So it's just like, let me not have my hands in my pocket when I walk past this female or... I do that too at night because I used to live up on 29th. Like when I'd go to the co-op and come back, if there's yeah. a woman walking one night on the street and it's like 10 p.m., I'm like, I'll just cross the street just... Because you almost feel bad making another human being feel yeah, that uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, really? So it's like, as a man, like, like we, we also have that in common. Like, I feel yeah. like we're not as divided as things are made out to be. I mean, that's that's true too. But like... You know, thinking about my race all the time, um, people ask me if I play sports or if I'm here to play sports. Like that, that's got to be obnoxious. That type of shit. Ha- it, it gets annoying after a while. Um, Do you ever just fuck with people? I don't. Well, I yeah, just sure. usually say I say no. Um, <laughs> having people ask to touch my hair is another one. Um, and it's just certain things like in this environment, in this predominantly white environment, with people who, importantly, typically don't deal with diversity. So. It's a trickle down effect. If you didn't deal with diversity in elementary school, middle school, high school, now you're in college and you come across this, you know, black person or this person that's not like you and you start asking like questions, it's like. And you can't blame them because they literally just don't know. Like it, it comes down too. to re-educating people. Yeah, but my thing is like, I get DMs all the time. It's just like, you know, how can I be a better white person in so many words? Um, and my, my answer to that is just like, yo, it's 2019. Like you have, you have Google, you have all these documentaries, you have all these different conversations happening, you have How do I all this better thing. white person people ask that? People, it's it's kind of teetering along the lines of that. It's just like, yo, I want to be a part of it. Like, how can I be better? Like, whatever, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. it's 2019, and it's just like, you educate yourself. Yeah. You know, bring something to the table. If this is a big table and everybody, you know, has an experience, like, bring if you don't have that shared experience with that person, at least bring some education to the table. Like, mm-hmm. just don't come with a plate. Yeah. Like, bring 
bring some rolls or bring some some juice or bring something to the table to where like you can you can get in on the conversation you're not yeah. just sitting there like yeah you know, like be a free thinker at the end of the day exactly i exactly. really like that something that i have never gotten into especially mm. with a person of color is the concept that white people aren't all the same you know that's true yeah like but we are always lumped together it's like well that's an interesting thing like when i was talking with jason he was like like this, this, this country was built on slavery. Like mm -hmm. that built the infrastructure, and you're benefiting from. Like, well, my, like my my grandparents didn't come here till like 1950. Like, they, but you still, but in a, in a way, like you still you're still lumped into that white category. So yes. you might have a sub nationality, right? What's your nationality? I don't even know. It's Polish and German. I so think. you're Polish. So like, even that is I won't even say that's a privilege, but like people be like, Yo, what are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm black. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know what I, you know, I, my my history has been completely washed, yeah. um, but Would I think I think the concept of whiteness is just like, I asked a question on one of my hoodies, like, what does it mean to be white? And how often do you think about being white? And, and how would your life be different if you weren't white? We'll put that the other way. What what does it mean to be black? Uh, it's just who you are. It's a, it's who you are. You don't know anything different. You know, like that's a strange question. I mean, it's a question that. It prompts thought. I, I do it like prompts thought, but it's just like the way that we move in this world, it's just like I'm carrying my ethnicity in rooms everywhere I go, just like a woman who wears her job, just like a, a person who's Asian, just like a person who's Hispanic. Like when we walk into a room and we're looking around, you best believe we're looking for somebody that looks like us in this type of environment. Yeah. And typically when I walk into rooms at Oregon State, I'm just like, okay, I'm the only black person okay i see an athlete i see another athlete so uh, how much of this do you think self-imposed have you ever been into a room where you are the only black person but everyone treats you exactly like they treat each other has that like when i walk into a room typically it's just like i keep to myself because so just because that's who you are as a person it's just that's just who i am and um i don't i just i don't know it's just it's a it's, weird thing to ask someone who they are it's like it puts you on edge of being like well, now do I really have to defend who I am? You know, like I am. Yeah. That's good enough. And then it's just, I don't know. It's just like dealing with certain people. They ask you certain things. If you listen to this, if you do this, if you do this or whatever, whatever. And it's just like at this point when I was a senior, it's just like, or even a junior here, it just got to the point to where like I'm going to walk in the room, find my seat on the front row and just relax, chill. Yeah. Like if you got something to say to me after class and we can we can walk and talk or whatever whatever but it's just like i'm not about to go out of my way you know what i mean so yeah yeah so it's just like i'm just i'm just here to get to this piece of paper so i can move on with my so life. how much of that do you think is influenced by your race as opposed to something that is universal um because i genuinely don't know i think i think as a african-american in this environment socially like I want to be around people who kind of identify with me. It's kind of almost like speaks the same language mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a sense. I mean, that's why we have culture centers so people can have like the, you know, quote unquote safe haven. So you can walk into a room or a building and be yourself and not have to put on like the the face or like have to operate in double, double consciousness like W.E. Du Bois talked about in his book. Um, double speak? Double consciousness. What's that? Double consciousness is, is the concept that you live in two different worlds. Um, as a person of color or specifically as a, as a black person, he wrote about to how like when you go into white America, you have to you kind of have to put on a face and, you know, 
speak a certain way and shake, shake hands a certain way and move a certain way and laugh at certain jokes and do yada, yada, yada. But then like on the other flip side of that, you're black. So when you go back home, like you're able to just relax and be yourself and, you know, talk how you talk, speak your slang, get laugh. Do you do, do, you do double consciousness or do everybody you think you just don't care? Everybody, everybody, everybody does it. Have you ever tried not? I think now that I'm older and after I made that, I have a shirt that that says the mask we wear, um, and it's it's like a girl sitting down and she's taking off the mask after in, after like a long day, and she has a frown on her face, but the mask has a smile and she's looking at the mask, and we all do it. Um, even now, like even consciously, I try not to do it, but when I walk into Dixon, it's like I shake your hand this way, I shake your hand this way, and it's like oh my boy, what's going on? And it's like a different. So it's just like we're we're always doing it. Um, and I think somebody even one time was like, uh, they asked me like, yo, can you put unapologet unapologetically black on the back of a shirt for me? And I had to challenge that because I'm like, yo, you're not black 20, I mean, you're black 24 seven, but consciously you switch it up. Like, but what if they're not? What if they're genuinely like, hey, I'm not gonna do double consciousness? That's tough. That's tough? That's tough. Like we all, my mother does it. Like my mother, when she picks up the phone, it's like, she'll be like, hey, you know, this is, yada 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 you know how can i help you thank you for calling my phone yeah. and then it's like she'll put down the phone and then like cuss us out or something like yeah. we all do it you know what i mean yeah. so um well i think it is universal but i think it is amplified by race because like when yeah. i go out and i'm like or if i'm talking to my parents or if i'm talking to my yeah. spouse or you or or a, a, a boss or any different kind of friendship relationship um interaction you're always a different person so mm -hmm. we're really like a hundred different consciousnesses yeah um but what i've recently come to the conclusion of is that is what's so exhausting about social interaction. And if you can just be your core self, like you'll probably burn off like 60 to 80% of your group of friends or whatever, but then people who genuinely like you are attracted to you and you don't have to put up a front. Yeah. So I could see race as being an extra thing there that would burn off more of the people or, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's cool. Like even seeing it like from a, a, a third perspective or like from a point of view, like seeing it, my friends do it. It's like, dang, like, I hate that you have to do that, but you're, you know. We're, they don't have to, though. We're surviving. But it's just like, I don't know how to explain it. No, it's but like it's one person in my mind, like, that's coming up right now, and I, like, I see him do it, but, it, like, he's just. Cause, well, what you're kind of describing is, like, culture. Like, uh, like yeah. you, you take the culture that you're told you are. Like, you're told you're black, and you should associate with all these cultural norms. Like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever handshaking different you said and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, dude, do you ever just think, like, I don't have to do that or not do that. I can just do whatever, you know, like you're free. You're not literally what this, what media tells you you are. I mean, I'm, I don't have to be those things, but like I was raised that way. Like that's yeah. just at my core. It's just a part of my DNA and just the way I love everything about me. I love the way I look. I love my kinky hair. I love my big nose. I love my, my lips. I love the way I walk, the way I talk. I love it. I Were you not everything. that way at one point? The way when people talk like that, it tends to be in contrast as in I used to not be this way. I think um, what helped you switch over? I, th I think I've always loved being black. There was there was one time in third grade where I was just kind of asking these like why questions, like you know why why do I get free lunch at at school and why does my mom pick me up and drop me off at school or like why am I riding the bus all the way into 12th grade? Like it was those questions. Um, and it was more of like a jealousy of being black and looking at whiteness, looking at the two parent households, looking at the, you know, getting a car at seven or 16, 15 and, 
your parents being at your basketball game and football game and you being able to play basketball, football, run track and play baseball. Like, and I'm only, you know, my mom can only afford one sport. So I'm choosing between, you know, basketball and baseball. So it's like, it was those moments where I wish I was something else. But as I've gotten older, especially like got to college, it was just like, I love who I am. Especially in this type of environment, like you have to explain yourself so much that you have to incubate and reevaluate constantly. And I think that through that that time and space and energy and process, you learn to appreciate yourself more and you learn to appreciate your culture more. And I think like this this environment at, that Oregon State provided me has helped cultivate it. It's who I am today. Because um, of course I, I dealt with my bits of depression, isolation behavior, anxiety. But through that, on the other side of that, I feel like it a came the brand because that kind of prompted me to make the brand and b it just came a more re- re- redefined person yeah i like isolation is a weird thing that i pr- i dealt with for a little while when yeah. I, I i moved out from my roommates i was living with two craigslist people <laughs> isolation is a trip yeah, like yeah, not yeah. seeing like you can go a whole day without talking to some people sometimes yeah. and that was like a, a small part of my life now that i have like a partner um i see my parents all the time like i'm not isolated mm-hmm. you get a lot more shit done and you reinvent yourself a lot more when you are alone and i think the reason that yeah, is is yeah. the danger of having too close of friends is then you have this expectation to live up to every time you see him you're like well i don't want to have my hair cut any differently and i won't want to speak yeah. any differently <laughs> but if you're alone you can just try out new yeah, things so you can shave your head exactly, one day. yeah and i think i think too like even being a creator um I don't call myself a designer. I don't call myself anything. I You're just creative. call like You're creating things. I'm creating things, but like even in that process, like I've learned like now that I'm now that I know who I am and I love who I am, it's just like I, I like being alone. Yeah. Like I like being alone. I like to create. I like to watch my documentaries from 1970 and like be immersed in that and rewatch it and rewatch it. I like to go to the gym by myself. I like to go to I definitely like to go to football games by myself. It's just a lot of things I like to do by myself. And I'm learning that about myself. And I think before it was like, oh, I'm by myself. I should go force myself to be social. And I think like. So that's another thing that society t- or social media or whatever yeah. it is tells you what to do. And here's the weird thing about wanting to be on yourself though, is that then everyone close to you are like, oh, do they not like me? And you don't want yeah. everyone close to you to think that. You just like being alone, you know? Yeah, I think, and I think as a creator or a creative, um, like your, your energy, you have to be sensitive about your energy and you have to be sensitive to like what you expose yourself to. Your energy. Yeah, your energy, I like man. it. You gotta, we- you, gotta, you gotta protect it. And I think uh, now that I know my process and I'm learning like, especially as an entrepreneur, somebody that's building a business, it's just like, you gotta have these qualities, these qualities, qualities. And, I, and I'm understanding like, sometimes I'm late. Sometimes I don't, I don't get up at six o'clock. Sometimes I, go to bed at 3 a.m. Sometimes I- Sometimes you don't sleep. Sometimes I don't sleep. (laughs) Sometimes I sleep all day and it's just like, I'm learning my process through this. So all of this is new to me, Um, but I'm loving it. Like every day it's just like, I love it. Yeah, it's motivating. It's motivating and it's just like, if I don't grind, I don't eat. Yeah. And I just love that pressure. Um, and it's just, it's really dope. The thing I've noticed for, for starting, so for whatever, being in creative, whatever you're gonna call it, Mm -hmm. um, that's helped the most is just being able to deal with things falling through, rejection, not mm-hmm. hearing back from someone for a week. Yeah, It's weird, isn't it? To not hear, I think not hearing back from someone, especially is the, the, such a trip, because you assume the worst, and they'll finally get back to you. They're like, oh, hey, I was out of town, or I was, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, duh, you know? I think for me, like, I think that kind of happened between us. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, yeah. just, I just continually reach out to people. I don't care anymore, because I'm like, meh. Like, if someone yeah. tells me directly, 
hey, no, then I stop. But until then, I'm just going to keep, I just keep messaging people. Yeah, for me, it's like, I'm always going to say yes to the majority of the stuff, but it's like, I'm not the most prompt person when it comes to responding. I mean, if you, if you DM me, DM me on people of color clothing on that, that, Your that Instagram, I'm going to like be prompt in responding. Yeah. And I'm always sending video messages and I make it a point. Like it's literally, I take time out of my week to sit and reply to every single message, comment, it's exhausting though. It's exhausting, but it's just like to have your phone. Do you have your phone on you all the time? Sometimes, uh, and the way I've, I've, I've kind of like separated church and state in my house. So <laughs> upstairs, it's like my bedroom, and downstairs in my basement is like work. my work. Nice. So um, sometimes I leave my my phone upstairs when I'm just in a groove. Yeah, I think the um, end goal is to have two phones: one with just your personal contacts, yeah. and the other is like the hey, this is gonna that's be a headache phone. That, yeah, my budget don't allow for no, that yeah, right no, now. No, not um, <laughs> um, but it's it's. I don't know, being, I try to be prompt with people, but I'm learning like email is not the way for me. Like mm. you email me, it's just, I don't like email etiquette. Even when I had a big boy job, like emails just like, people would email me at the job I had and I would just get up out of my seat and go talk to them directly. Yeah. And it's like, people want that like traction, like that that track of like, hey, we talked about this and this and this, but I'm like, I'd rather just talk to you in person. So I'm more of a, of a face-to-face, you can call me on my phone kind of person I like that. versus like um, messages. Because like after I do my Instagram thing, like, and I'm, I'm responding to everybody or I'm thanking everybody for following me or whatever, like, I'm just like, okay, my phone's, it's A, it's hot, it's about to overheat <laughs> and B, like, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm done with my phone. So um, I'm not the most prompt person. Um, when it comes to email or even like text messages or phones are draining in a weird way like if you do use it that whole time you feel really good and then as soon as you turn them off you're like oh man like it makes lonelier feel more lonely yeah in in a way in a way um but it's i don't know i say i feel like i'm saying the same stuff every day every day but because you're on something i think most people are like on like a track like uh i keep bringing up thought loops and like all these commonalities and the like with like 12 podcasts in a row Mm -hmm. and then i go down to a different like thing you know Mm -hmm. so i'm curious what is the thing that you're on lately um things you are pushing things that i'm well right now i'm building up my podcast um i just submitted to itunes nice so call out the name i'll put in the description too oh it's called the color reimagined podcast cool um presented to you by people of color clothing yeah but um i've just been like i've been obsessed with that um and with that i try to bring in people and just let them share their experience um are you are you the host i am the host nice um i was trying to get another host involved because i like to put people in positions like um if you're a photographer, like I, I don't take my own, I've never taken a POC picture. I stay in my lane. Cause you like, you like uplifting people who are focusing on that. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like, I've never recorded a video. I stay in my lane. I've never tried to do graphic arts. I stay in my lane. So it's just like, if this, if this is what you're passionate about, like I want to put you in a position to A, get exposure, B, hone in on your craft and C, like, I just want to let you know, you can do this. Yeah. Like, you can do this. I want you to see the views. I want you to see the comments. I want you to see the likes or whatever. And I want that to boost your your talent, your creativity. Um, but the host that I want is actually an athlete. Hmm. And with the whole, like... Oh, busy as heck, I assume. The Not even that, but it's the... Um, what's the NCAA police? I have no idea. I don't, um, I don't follow sports. What is it called? Uh, 
But anyways, the the rules around being a sports person, like what you can talk about. They can't talk about uh, stuff. They can't like they their name can't be affiliated with stuff. It's just like. <laughs> not only do we not pay you for a risk exactly. of TBI, but you can't even use your. I don't like, want to say the S word, but it's just borderline S word. Um, S. S word. Shitty. No. It's like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's like borderline, man, and it's just like. But I, I once they're done with their their college career, I do want to pump out a bunch of podcasts with them and just let them like just take the reins. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the guidelines, of course, but. You know, do your thing. Yeah. But I can't do that now. Yeah. But well, podcasts are cool because it's infinitely leveraged. Like you have to make a shirt every time someone orders it. But then if a thousand people compared to 10 want to listen to your show, like mm-hmm. you don't have to. That's kind of why I was attracted to them. Like that seems pretty, pretty tight, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, and it seems a lot like you're doing work that's similar to Sting with uh, Gersharon and. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sting. Sting. Yeah. I've seen that kind of come into fruition. Um, I don't know if we're on the same wave. They're more like multimedia type stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but you're, um, you're trying to do the same thing of like kind of a creative hub, but based around the brand. Yeah. The brand. I guess so you, so what right. is like the motto of people of color? Like re-educating people on, on culture or what? Um, the motto. Well, the, it's kind of two different. Um, one is on the tail end of every shirt. It says community, culture, and confidence. Um, and those are just three words that kind of, when I get messages from people who are like, yo, I love your brand, I love it. When I wore this, I got this. Or people said this, I had this conversation and I feel this way when I wear it, yada, yada, yada. Like just from getting all of those messages, I kind of cultivated it into those three words. It's community, culture, and confidence. So people tell me like, yo, I feel so confident when I wear this stuff. Nice. Um, and then I can feel the sense of community when I have on a POC shirt or a POC garment and I see another person with POC. It's just like it's a head nod and it's just like we're connected. Like yeah. I don't necessarily know who you are, but like <laughs> we're family in this moment. And it's like almost like a little community. And I just think culture, like everybody's able to to express their their self culturally. And I think that's that's really dope about the brand. Um but the mission, the goal of the brand is to create awareness, generate dialogue and ultimately opportunities for people to examine their conscious behavior as it relates to culture, uh, racial identity, well, racism. Said, you just said a big thing there, uh, observe your conscious behavior. I think that's a, a thing so, so many people don't do. Mm-hmm. It's weird to be like conscious of every, like every, no one, no one's conscious 100% of the time. Like I would say on a good day, I may be conscious of like 80% of the things I say and do. Yeah. But it's it's so easy to just like, human, humans just go to, to le- the path of least resistance. You do what you know. You know, you say exactly, the things that you've yeah. heard, you don't have to, you know. And, and the way conscious behavior, like that's such a big part of that line is because like I envision somebody wearing POC standing in the line at Quadoba and somebody like looking ahead to check the menu and then glancing down and seeing like, oh, what does it mean to be, or what does it mean to be white? And in that moment, it's like, oh shit, that's what, like, what does that show? Like what? And then that moment, it's like, you're thinking about it. And then I want you to tap the person next to you. And now you guys are like, that's the that's the dialogue aspect. It breaks you out of your unconscious just living. Exactly. So it's like creating opportunities for you to examine your conscious behavior. And then I also want to generate dialogue. So I want you to tap the person next to you. And then ultimately it's like we're creating awareness through just having stuff that's walking that fine line of like provocative but respectful yeah. content to where you can it's thought provoking. Uh-huh. And I think that's 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 what kind of makes my brand unique is is there's an experience associated with it. So there's times where I, I, 
I, I wear POC so much that I forget that <laughs> what I have on my back sometimes. So like if I go to Fred Myers and I have like white privilege on my back or I have like a, what does it mean to be white or I have the mass incarceration hoodie on. It's just like you get different conversations from people and you get different looks, you get different like, you know, people, you turn around and people are like, oh, what the hell? Or you might get an old lady. It's always like older white ladies that tap me and be like, yo, I absolutely love your shirt. Nice. Like, I, I love it. I never thought of it that way. I appreciate you for it. And it's like really cool. Um, I want to dig into one of the shirts that you just mentioned. Is white privilege the, the peak of white privilege is the ability to not, uh, not notice and uh, ignore and benefit ignore and benefit from racism, the, the systems of racism. Yeah. So how would I, as a white man, who supposedly has white privilege, benefit from racism? Well, racism in its totality is a system of like intricate laws and policies. Yeah. So. Um, if Back, we were to get handed laws and policies. Yeah. So if we were to get arrested for the same crime. Yes. Um, I, I'm more liable to get a harsher sentence than you are. So we, we seen that with the, the swimmer from Stanford. We saw that last week with the lady who shot, shot the unarmed black man in his own apartment. That was messed up. So that like those are all little bits of like white privilege. Mm -hmm. So but that seems like a bigger problem of we have a messed up prison industrial complex. System, yeah. Like, especially because, like, the number one, one of the number one people uh, who, lo like, pay for, like, pay a million dollars to lobby against uh, or to keep marijuana illegal is prison guards union. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Isn't that crazy? It is. So it it's, is. like, literally a system. Like, you think of, like, these jobs pop up and then people are going to do what it takes, like, to stay in business. Even, like, the coal industry with Trump. Like, I don't, I still don't get that. I don't that. get that at all. I don't get that at, at, at all. But then I, I realized, like... That's political power. It takes when you yes. have money, mm -hmm. you have political power, and you influence industry. Mm -hmm. So even like with the whole like plant based thing, the whole vegan plant based stats that we're always seeing that like you know you you do this plant based diet, you know your cholesterol, blood pressure, your risk for chronic disease goes down. But then you'll see like beef ads, like you'll well, see drink more milk, yeah. you know, and it's just like these. Here's the thing. I've, I mean, you're in public um, health. So you much have. I have very strong opinions on nutrition. I think we've been fearmongered. Mm -hmm. I think red meat isn't bad for you. The met, like the methane production, is kind of high, but it's not that ridiculously high. Mm -hmm. um, and I like. I think butter. I think it's good for you. I think. I love butter. Right, and especially <laughs> like this Kerrygold grass-fed butter. And who knows? I could be getting propaganda. But like, I've just. I drink salt water. I eat butter. Like, I specifically do these things that I'm like. I don't know, man. There's so much money that pays for misinformation. Mm -hmm. And then we grow up our whole lives thinking that things that are good for us are bad for us. And then things like sugar and soda aren't bad for you. But those are what causes the inflammation that causes heart disease. Yeah, like yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. I see people walk out of 7-Eleven all the time with like a hot dog <laughs> slice of pizza and a half gallon. A gulp. <laughs> yeah. The little gulp drink. I'm just yeah. like, wow. Like, sheesh. Yeah. But even like we're seeing it with um, what's the vaping, vaping thing. Mm -hmm. We're seeing the, the propaganda around that. Like. Oh, vaping leads to this and that and that. And it's just like... You got to admit, it, it is weird that they're targeting kids. It's like, okay, we finally got tobacco away from kids. And exactly. It's like, well, what if it's mango flavored? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What kid's going to turn that down? So it's like, it's, I don't know, it's 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 weird. It's weird, but yeah. that's the world we live in. That I mean, that, that's, that's America for To us. go into that a little bit more, my thought on that is that if if it is like an alternative for people to use to quit smoking, it should be prescription or, it sh you know, mm -hmm. like it shouldn't just be like, there shouldn't be ads for it that target kids. It should be more prescription. I think I think when it comes down to a capitalism and people not wanting to like turn down their lifestyle is a premise for all of this. So it's like if if you're promoting beef mm -hmm. and you know this plant-based diet is yada 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 it's like yeah if if everybody start eating plant-based 
then I'm losing money money as a beat producer. For mm -hmm. now, let me pay this lobbyist to do, to yeah. you know. That right there, what you just said, pay this lobbyist is crony capitalism. That's the problem. Yeah. The fact that they can just pay to stay in business. It's like, come on. That's the coal industry. That, that's that perfect example. You know? Like coal makes absolutely no sense. And it's only like 70,000 jobs. So 70,000 people would be put out of jobs, but it's like instead of the government subsidizing however much million, billion it costs to keep those plants going, we should subsidize them and their families paid for while they get re-educated. Even in, some, not yeah. even it's like learn to code. I know people got banned of Twitter or on Twitter for saying learn to code to coal miners, but it could be like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to um, underwater sea well, like, cause that's not yeah. going to be automated the way. Uh -huh. It's like, we need to use government subsidies, not to stop um, companies from sunsetting, but actually to just help people transition away from automated or dying industries yeah absolutely and i just think trump he knows his audience and he <laughs> caters to his audience very well and what I, do you I, think I, of when you see that guy i just i commend him for like he knows what buttons to push he knows what audience to talk to he knows it's unbelievable like, it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> you have to respect the fact that this guy knows <laughs> how to like to win the game he's playing exactly you can hate it so you can hate the game and you can you hate the player but yeah, you, you can can't hate, hate you can you can hate the player but you can't hate his game like he knows exactly yes, but you can also how. hate the game that's that, true you know, too. that's, that's true the whole too. thing that's so funny because i talked to so many I, I am if there was an action i could take to impeach him i would do it but so many people let them steal his their peace of mind they're like oh i'm just not happy while he's president he's not mm -hmm. my like you're letting him win if you're letting someone who's doing evil to you also take your peace of mind like, unless, and because then you also have the cognitive distance of like, oh man, I'm talking so much shit about him, but you're not doing any actions. The thing, to the do thing it. I love about Trump, and that's a controversial statement. No, 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 no. Let me finish. The yeah. thing I love about Trump is what he's done for America in regards to waking us up. Yes. So I think even for me personally, before Trump was elected, I didn't watch the news. I wasn't really hip to like the Paris Agreement. I wasn't hip to a lot of different things. But as soon as he took office, mm -hmm. it was just like, yo, I want to see, yeah. I want to know what this is. 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 So by the time he's done, yes. I want to know like, okay, he ch he fucked up all of this stuff. He That's changed good. all. And I think for a lot of Americans, like he kind of bought us together in a sense of like, okay, we have this guy in office. We need to start like locally pushing this, pushing these people and taking these seats and yada, yada, yada. So I think for Trump, for him to do that, it was like, I appreciated the fact that, A, I may not like him as a president, I might not like him as a person, but I, I appreciate what he's done to unite people who disagree with him. I like that you can see the good in it. Cause, yeah. cause yeah, I mean, it's everyone just talks about the bad, but it's like, that's a good part. And also the next time a rational person comes into office, all the flaws are pointed out. Mm -hmm. They know the things that they could fix to make I, it. I think with President Obama, like people just kicked their feet up. It was like, okay, racism is dead. We got yeah. a black president. Mm -hmm. And I think we took, I think we took like 10 steps backwards with Trump and the way he was, the way he quote unquote played the game yeah. um, and the people he catered to. I think it was, it was brilliant on his part, but at the same time, it, it, he let us know that A, we haven't made a lot of progress in America like we thought we had, yep. and B, like, it brought us together. I've not watching, heard this I'm opinion, watching. but I, do, I like it. It is a wake-up call. He's yeah. a wake-up call, and he was the common enemy to kind of bring us all together. Exactly, and I'm watching the news every night. I'm like, <sighs> Wait, just one side of the news or both sides? I don't watch Fox News. Um, you I don't watch Fox News, but like, like, it's a weird thing. I don't follow him on Twitter, but mm -hmm. I almost want to follow Trump on Twitter just to see what 
Kool-Aid uh, the other side is drinking. Because I, yeah. I also think like if you do follow leftist stuff, like left uh, and right wing are both propaganda. Like mm -hmm. you are getting information that was paid for. Exactly. So I think it's healthy to drink both sides. But like even the fact that if I followed, I wouldn't even want to be associated with following him on Twitter. But it's like it's a weird thing that the right wingers could follow Obama. They weren't being like, oh, you're a bad person just for following him. But it's like, I don't know, man. It's a weird thing. It is. But I'm like... Even like when I do research for content on my, on like what I put on my garments, like it's like, I do my research, I can feel really good about something, but then it's like, okay, I gotta deep dip into the other side <laughs> yeah. just to like see some of the bad stuff that people are saying. And it's like, that's the part that kind of get, you can get sucked into and it can like mess with your mental health. But like, as I get stronger in like this process or even dealing with, dealing with bigots in my comments, like it's, I'm, I'm good now. So do like, you stop replying? Cause replying, I reply. Them. If I it got time, them. if I reply, yeah. if I got time, I'm going to reply. But nice. my, my reply is not going to be disrespectful. It's going nice. to be eloquent. It's going to be educated. It's going to be well-versed. It's going to be vetted through three people. It's but going there's to, a million, there's not enough time to convert. It's everyone. not, it's not a time. It's not enough time. They're but typically, time. typically I try to write stuff to where it'll be hard for you to reply without sounding like a complete and utter bigot. Nice. So have you ever thought of stealing uh, Trump's thing and just making like a blue shirt that just says make America great? Or uh, something? Like, I'm sure that's been said a million I times. I think I had a concept in my sleep the other day. I didn't write it down. I should have. But it was along those lines that America has never been great. Um, mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. And America has never been great. And then it's going to have some more stuff associated but with if it. If America's never been great, what country has been? Because, I mean. It, it's arguably that we're living in the most quote-unquote comfortable time. Mm -hmm. um, none of us, not none of us, the majority of us don't have to worry about clean water, sanitation. That's, that's very true. That's very like, true. Necessarily violence. Um, but it's, when I think about the, how this country was founded from the moment, I mean, all the way to the Native American. I think a lot I'm of people, so people think about, about that. People, people think about like slavery. Everybody talks about slavery, 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 but it's just like we cannot forget the atrocities that Native Americans endured at the hands of Europeans. Jason, brought, Jason Dorsett said the same thing, and I didn't want to say it on, on that, and if there's anyone who's super pro-Native American or indigenous people, I think they're, they want to be called, it's mm -hmm. the new soft language. Um, I mean, haven't, isn't that how land is always, isn't, wouldn't it be arguable that every country currently was there from some other country taking over? If you th think about this, I was watching, I was getting my hair cut a couple weeks ago. Because I don't know, this, that's just me coming with ignorance. But th this is just like, yeah. this is, I, th this is a thought that dawned on me. Hispanic people, their native tongue isn't Spanish. Mm. Brazilians, their native tongue isn't Portuguese. Um, and what's, what's the country? Um, it's a Caribbean island. Uh, their native tongue is French. Oh, Fiji. Not Fiji. It's uh, <laughs> the, in the Caribbean. I don't, um, know. I don't know. Anyways, a Caribbean country. Yeah, it's a Caribbean country, and their native tongue is like French. Huh. But when I when I think about this, it's just like it's from people conquering people. It's and, people conquering and people, and it's just like these people have learned. We've learned your English. We've learned your Spanish. Yeah. We've learned your por Portuguese. But we've I, learned your everything else, and it's just like we've in the, in the midst of that, we've lost so much of our culture. We lost so much of our traditions. And we've been forced to kind of like align ourselves with European standards. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that's like, it, it's nuts. And even as, as when you think about Native Americans and just like, they, they were just here chilling. Like, yeah. Well, no, they weren't. They were totally killing each other. They were not I mean, just chilling. I mean, <laughs> but they were like chilling within their own cu culture. Like they, 
they were just they were they this was their land mm-hmm. and, and the europeans came over and it's like hey it's like it's like me coming to your house right i meet your spouse i meet your, your pets this is my house now exactly and i'm like okay hmm Okay, so we I'm shouldn't... not gonna take over your whole house, but yeah. you can have that bath- that bathroom and that room, and just don't come out. But but the, okay, so like realistically, yes, it was horrible what happened. But mm-hmm. then you look at before that, it's like I mean, if people started in Africa and then they moved to China and to Europe, like you could argue that every country now has their language and their religion because of who conquered them most recently, right? Kind of, and I could be wrong with that. That's just a thought that I'm having right now. I'm like, you know, like it it, it seems like, yes, that was horrible what happened here, but it seems like it's not like the only example. It seems like that was everywhere for for all of Europe conquered the whole world. Like even Australia, Australia, like that was just a bunch of prisons. And and this, the end, like the the what's the the native Australian is darker than I am. Whoa, really? Yes, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like um, I forgot the. I didn't even know they were Native Australians. How did people got there? Is it New Guinea? New Guinea? Yeah. Is that close to Australia? Sure. Yeah, it, it's in the Pacific Island, I think. Yeah, so that, those people, are they look directly like, like original Australians. Huh. So when Australia was conquered, like it's a lot of fucked up shit happened in Australia. Um, how important, I asked Jason this question, how important do you think it is to hold people accountable versus being like, all right, all of human history for hundreds of thousands of years or for 10,000 years since humans started, mm-hmm. fucked up shit's been going on. Let's just move forward in a new world where everyone's treated equally. But, how can, starting but equality isn't the answer, though. Equal, yes, equity kind of thing. I'm, I'm, yeah, I believe in equity. I feel like at this point, like if we were to create a quote unquote um, equal society, we need to like think about equity. Mm-hmm. I think we need to give people what they need. We need to give communities what they need. We need to stop underfunding public schools in certain areas. We need to um, incarceration. We need to identify that. Um, we need to reevaluate, reevaluate rehabilitation. Um, we need to start giving people what they need, and yeah. we won't have as much crime. We won't mm-hmm. have as much. Um, and again, crime is such a weird thing because if you talk to people like maybe your grandma or my grandma, at least like a lot of people think crime is from bad people. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad people. It's people it's just put in a situation where that's the situation. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. Is that like even my my uncle, my uncle who recently committed suicide due to being in uh, being in prison for over twenty years. Um, he had a big family, and what he did was like he robbed. I think he robbed something. Um, he robbed something. Ended up going to jail. He got out of jail. Felt uncomfortable in this society and committed. He literally went to McDonald's, grabbed money. Took it, stood there just so he can go back to jail. So it was just like, wait, the, the system failed him to the point to where like he felt more comfortable in that system than he did in like society. And I think it's, I don't know, we need to start, we need to reevaluate equity. That's and a start crazy giving people, story. Yeah, we need to start giving people what they need versus like trying what to lump everybody. Need? I've been thinking about it. I think people need the the freedom and the stuff to be happy healthy and wealthy which is really just free but everyone i mean the the unfree that most people are all dealing with is financial stress financial medical education education but we just want to be happy healthy and free right happy healthy and wealthy exactly um i i I think you hit the the nail on the head it's funny a lot of people a lot of people argue that but i'm like i don't know if i if i if i was happy healthy and wealthy i'd be like all right i'm set like cool i feel like the the issues that we have is just super it's so simplistic and they're universal they they do cross the 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 race boundaries and every boundary like we all Mm -hmm. want 
to, to not be asked like, oh, what does it mean? Who are you? Mm-hmm. You just want to be like, hey, I'm a human being. You're a human being. Mm-hmm. We're both equally valid in our existence. Yeah. Let's help each other. But in reality, it's just like this system that's been created um, from the moment that the conception of like the meaning of white and the meaning of black, um, that's, where the, that's where it happened. And like, why, why, like, why isn't, like, where's white from? You know what I mean? It's from places that didn't have as much sunlight for a thousand years, I mean, that's, I that's true, but like the concept the, of white isn't an ethnicity, white isn't a race, white, white is a concept. You know what I'm saying? Like being white is a concept. So even when you look it up in a dictionary, not not like these new dictionaries, but if you find a an older dictionary and yeah. you look up the word white, you'll see like the descriptions of white, you know, um, pure, um, no evil exists. Or, you know, you look up the, the definition of white and you, you'll see like this fluff piece. And now you look up the definition of black, like where is black from? Like what does black really mean? Like it's a concept. Yeah. It's a defined concept. And you look up the word black, it's like evil, wicked, yada yada yada. And it's it's I've never thought about that. Yeah, you just, look it up. Just you look the it association up. of colors with the color of people's skin. Exactly. It's it's a it's a concept. And I think that's where that divide was created. Cause it was just like I think we're the only two people that are identified by a color. Mm-hmm. So an African would never call himself black. He would call himself African, but then he would say, I'm Nigerian. So it's just like, okay, I'm... You've I, used the term person of color, black, and I believe Native American, haven't you? I mean, uh, African American, haven't you? Just in this talk conversation yeah. right here. Yeah. So do you, do you try to like break that norm and just use different language? Or like, like how would... It, de- it depends on like... Or do you think it's important to not define yourself? Like, I am this and only this, like... You're a human being. It's, I mean, of course I'm a human being, but like by society standards, like like I said, that there's been a concept that I've been like raised under and that, that concept is black and white. That That's America. America is black and white. Um, you have Asians, you have Native Americans, you have people from the Middle East, yada. And these are like geographical areas that people can identify themselves with. Yeah. But here in this country, it's there's like- colors. There's colors. And How did you raise your kid to not identify with those? Cause that's the real big thing. Like when you're raising someone, just make mm-hmm. sure they never hear any of this and then- But then then is the element of colorblindness. And I, that's the concept that I don't really agree with. I don't know like, what that is, explain. Colorblindness is like, when I was describing my brand to a coworker one time, she uh, she's a school teacher. And she was like, you know, well, I treat all of my kids the same. I don't see color. And I'm just like, what? Like, a, like you not seeing color is like you not seeing a part of, of me. Like, culturally, I bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see color, it's like you're avoiding all of that. So when people say that they're, quote, unquote, colorblind, I feel like that's a way to, like, weasel out of the conversation or dilute the conversation from progressing more. So it's like, if I don't see color, then it's like, okay. Okay, cool. You're you're not this. You're not that. Whatever, whatever. But if you're like, I want you to see me. Mm-hmm. I want you to see me as, as a black man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But not associate me with every single stereotype. But so it's then, just what like, would that mean? What would that mean if you want to be associated with a black man, but not what's associated with being a black man? I mean, no. It's not like I don't want you to be like, oh, you're black, so you listen to Future, you listen to Migos, you listen to this, yeah. you play basketball, you wear Timberlands, you, you wear Timberlands. <laughs> you do. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's just classic, like, yeah. I just want you to respect my culture. Mm-hmm. I want you to respect my experience. I want you to, 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 to hear me, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not just like void me as this like, this, this 
I don't know how to describe it. But like we we all bring something to the table. Like a an Asian person, you wouldn't be like, I don't see your Asian in you. Or I don't see your Native American in you. I'm not just I'm not gonna I'm gonna ignore all of that and disrespect you for who you are. It's like, no, like I'm a part of that culture. Like I I'm a part of black culture. That's and, a big duality. Like like I mean and I, think I value that. That's a big thing to be like, respect me as being different, but don't treat me different. Like that's that, and I'm not saying like mm-hmm. that's an unrealistic standard. I'm saying for people who are the worst cases of mm-hmm. being bad about it. That's like, you know, what are you gonna like? That's a lot. I don't know. Like, what's a, what's an inc- like? It's hard to speak. To, it's okay. So if we started just talking about a bunch of leftist stuff, mm-hmm. the people who most need to hear it tune out. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. And I think that's what why your shirt company, your your your, your creative company, does so well is because everyone's gonna see it. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah. And that's why everything is on the back, man. So it's like it's it's easier for you to see. You're not as intimidated by looking at somebody's back as you would be with somebody's front. So, yeah, it's a I don't know. It's, it's a dope concept. And I'm, I'm just glad that I have a lot of support um, and a lot of people who just fuck with the brand. Like it's it's cool. I'm having trouble keeping stock because like I sell out like <laughs> nice. extremely fast and it's really dope. I like it. Um, One random thing. because I always I, I bring them up every show. What do you think they use this album? Because it seems like a lot of the problems you have were kind of addressed in that, even like the S word. Mm-hmm. Say that again. Uh, the Yeezus album by Kanye. Oh, okay, Yeezus. Never mind, I, don't, I stopped listen? listening to Kanye late registration. Really? Yeah. For any reason? Kanye just to me, I think with Twisted Dark Fantasy, he was just going in a direction I wasn't feeling. Okay. And um, just Kanye just wasn't Kanye no more. You know the song he's like, I miss the but old see, Kanye. But do you see how you're Kanye. telling him who he can and can't be? But it's like, I'm not trying to tell him who he can and can't be, but just like for me as a music, as a person that appreciates music, yeah. like it was a direction that I just w- wasn't really feeling. So instead of like begging Kanye to do something that he probably wasn't ever going to do again, it was just, like, just well, like, all right, I'm done. I'm just going to listen to these albums and, and cool. And I'm, I'm solid on that. So cool. Um, I first Yeah, I, I turned in. I, I turned, turned in, in my registration. Yeah, I, yeah, I turned that in, I think after graduation, actually. So it was like... Uh, yeah. 2006 ish, I think. Something like that, yeah. So, How graduation. Because I didn't even know about Kanye until Jesus came out. I was in high school. I, I was listening to. See, the thing about me is like, I've been on music for a very long time. I'm nice. the type of kid that, like, my dad used to have all these classics. My dad was like a music producer. He's like a. He does a lot. Nice. But um, I remember listening to James Brown when I was younger. And I uh, used to carry around, like, this cassette tape. And nobody had cassette tapes, but it was this cassette tape that I had. And I always try to give it to people to play. But so like with music, I've always been on music for a very long time. And like even Kanye, like I was on Kanye early. Um, and I just, graduation, it was just like, I loved it. And then Twisted Dark Fantasy, I think it was all the features that turned me off. Really? Yeah, it was the features. I don't like a lot of like, like even with Chance the Rapper, like the acid rap was beautiful. Beautiful. And coloring then, book was okay <laughs> and yeah and then coloring book was like eh. yeah. so when you got justin bieber little wayne two ch- oh, he's like bro come on i i want to hear but you, you gotta respect them they're playing a game they want to they want to exactly. they want to feed their kids again the game you know, the game the but game. it is a game oh who was i talking to i was talking to someone and they were telling um and i was like t- telling the idea like we should just focus on moving forward rather than like holding like people should be held accountable mm-hmm. but it's like i think it's more important to move ahead they're like oh 
like what like finally people are having like their own black movies and like all these different things now you just want to like give it up and i'm like and i said it was game like you're using game terminologies like it's not a game but i'm like the monetary system is almost a game that you have to play if you want to win yeah even with black panther black panther coming out was i think marvel saw this like holy shit we can make a lot of money <laughs> doing this yeah so i was like i was like wow they're playing a game they're playing a game you can't uh, blame people for blade, playing a game or being good at a they're game they're bringing blade back we got a blank pa black panther 2 coming out like they realize like okay black people are here for this they've been deprived of like a, a black superhero for all this time like that is a big thing when i heard that argument it's like like what young white people can see like superman batman all these different things but young black people couldn't like whoa yeah that's good it's funny because before that i would have been like oh you know like what like is the studio just like trying to be super leftist but then like once you actually hear you get re-educated in a way like you learn something you're like oh i'll totally change my opinion on that as long as it's yeah. you know I'm not, and i'm not even in, into those kind of films but like I was there for Black Panther. Like Black Panther was something like, in spite of what I liked, what I, my, my film t film taste, like I was there for Black Panther all nice. the way. I've watched it like four or five times. I like it. Um, it's, it's, as a heads up, we just hit an hour. It's about two o'clock. Do you have what's on your horizon? Do you have any calls for action? Like people you want to reach out to you or? Um, right now I'm just. I wake up every morning. I tell myself I ain't shit. I put my head down and I work. Nice. So what happens happens. That's. That's my approach to every day. I like it. So Lots of love. I'll put your website in the description and uh, your email if people want to reach out to you. That's cool. Well, <laughs> maybe not. Put the, oh put yeah, the you don't email. You don't email. Yeah, put the IG in All there. All right, I'll put the IG in there. Yeah. All right. Well, lots of love, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you.